welcome again to the Glean Podcast, fastest hour of the week. We're glad you guys took time out of your schedule to tune in with us. Now, tonight is different than what you're used to, um, but we are taking time out tonight to view or talk to interview two of the candidates. We have one that's running for the school board, one that's running for our county commissioners. And I know some people are like, yeah, but this is a church podcast. Well, I believe it's time for the church to, to get involved in politics. I believe our voice needs to, to be heard and we need to be able to look for candidates that line up with values of the word of God because as long as you line up with the word of God, things work right. When you go out of God's will and out of his word, things begin to fall, follow the line of destruction. And in the book of Proverbs 29 and verse 2, he says that when the righteous rule or are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the men or the men and women groan. And I believe that when you look at our nation, when you look at everything going on from top-level government all the way down to our local municipalities, school boards, county commissioners, city boards, everything. We need righteous people in these positions to rule in favor of God's Word. Not only that, but I believe the two uh, that we're interviewing tonight seek God for the decisions that they make. And um, I've known one of them for a pretty good while, The other one, I I just really spent 45 minutes on the phone uh, last week with him, but we really connected uh, a lot of the same views. And I wanted to take this opportunity on our podcast to let you guys be able to hear their viewpoints so that you can be informed. The Bible also says that the people perish for a lack of knowledge. That's not just biblical. We have to have a knowledge of what our candidates are standing for, what they're going to do because for so long, and I was guilty of it, I would find out who, if you had an R beside your name, that was all I needed to know, and you had my vote. But we're past that. We're past those days. We have to know individually what a candidate stands for and what they're going to do. Some people may say, yeah, but county-level stuff's not that important. Now, you better believe it's important. We have to start from the bottom up. Our school system, we need people in our school systems because Satan is coming after your kids. I don't care. We can argue that later. But if you study out Scripture, Satan always went after the next generation so that he could have a generation devoid of God that denied God and his power. So we have to put people in office that's going to say, wait a minute, with CRT and all this other stuff, enough is enough. So tonight... We're going to start out with, um, <clears throat> my brain just died. Let me catch myself back with Megan Allman. She's running for um, the at-large seat, correct, for the, the school board. Uh, I've met Megan and her family, a uh, beautiful family. They're great people. They make some of the best honey, if you like honey. Uh, they just don't make enough of it. <laughs> but. But but they they uh, are local in the community. Her husband's a firefighter, uh, and I you know I know about that being in the fire department. But they're a, a beautiful family. We love them, and we're going to get started with her. And Megan, if you will, just take just a few minutes and just tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running. Sure. Um, I have 
pretty much lived in Stanley County almost my whole life now. Um, I come from a military family. We moved here in 1994, and I started at Stanfield Elementary School in the fourth grade. Uh, that's when Stanfield Elementary was a K through eight. Mm-hmm. We can go way back <laughs> yeah. for that. Um, and uh, went on to West Stanley High School and graduated from uh, West Stanley in 2002. Um, I also met my husband, Jason Allman, uh, when I was in high school. And uh, we ended up uh, graduating, and he went on to become a full-time fireman. He works for the city of Charlotte full-time. And then he also works uh, part-time at a local fire department on the western end of the county. Um, We have three boys. Um, 14, 12, and 5, and um, I started getting involved really about three to four years ago now. Uh, I was a lot like what you were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, letter R. I voted yeah. for the letter R all my life, mm-hmm. um, but that was about as deep as it got, and then uh, COVID happened, mm-hmm. and uh, I just saw the the travesty there of what happened with our kids and uh, started getting more involved mm-hmm. and realized that if I was going to do something, I was going to have to do it myself instead of complaining all the time. And so um, I became really good friends with Levi's wife here, Dee, and mm-hmm. um, we started really fighting and pushing against all the, the COVID mm-hmm. stuff. So um, I ran for school board two years ago, and I lost by 67 votes. Uh, it's not a lot. Right, that's close. That was a close race, and I learned a lot, and uh, learned a lot more over the last couple years, and that's why I've decided to run again. Uh, It's going to take putting God back into the school system um, and creating a school system that's going to fight for the family dynamic of the way God intended it instead of trying to push the world's agenda into the public sector. Right. Awesome. What are some of the key challenges that you see facing Stanley County School Board now, um, what are some of the key challenges that you see are the big issue? And, you know, kind of what is your philosophy or your ideas behind changing some of those things? I think the biggest issue is probably just going to be transparency right now. Right. Um, Because if that will listen and communicate effectively with parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we don't understand what's going on with the busing shortages. Mm-hmm. We don't understand why teachers are leaving the county. Right. Um, we don't understand why they're closing schools down. Yeah. You know, Rich Crest and Oakboro. Rich Crest has been closed down for 12 years now. Yeah. Uh, sitting there just totally, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's horrible if you go look at it. Um, but why are we having schools sitting empty, Mm -hmm. just rotting when we are at capacity. So transparency is the main issue. Yeah. And we've got to dive deeper into why are we not being transparent? Why are we having these budgeting issues and Mm -hmm. and food of it? Yeah, that's something. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Um, So I know there's there's teams going in and and doing practices there. So I've tried to find the monthly – bill on what it would be because you know there still has to be some form of insurance right um but i can't seem to get that right um and that's another issue of transparency correct um you know and you know then you have to look at the whole because we're this the county's growing as you know uh and that's something you know we'll get into more uh levi when we get to talking about the commissioners but as far as the growth you know 
it, at some point, I know we 12 years ago, it, we were kind of at a, a, a stagnant point in the county. But now we're looking 12 years forward. Yeah. What kind of money? Because I know it's been vandalized uh, very severely. Um, you know, what kind of money are we looking at as taxpayers that is going to be like, okay, how much is it going to cost to open this school back up? Well, there's two things there. I, in my personal belief, right. in my opinion, I don't believe that the school system wants to open Ridgecrest back up. Right. They are talking about school consolidation right now. Right. They're wanting to take four high schools and condense down to two super schools. What does the county want? They have yet to ask that question, number right. one. Number mm-hmm. two, I've actually looked into um, some possible cost estimates because, I mean, you're looking at foundational issues. I was out there in the pouring rain a few weeks ago, and all the gutter systems are, are off of the building, so you just have water pouring into the the, right. the foundation, yeah. and it's just all going. The mm. drainage system is not up to date. So there's no telling how much. Um, it's going to cost, but I've heard the figures of $10 million thrown yeah. out there. Um, I've also heard rumors, rumors, so take this with a grain of salt, Right. Um, that there are some county commissioners that would write a check tomorrow to open up the school. I don't know how, how easy that is. Right. Um, but I do know that, in my personal opinion, I think the county wants community schools. Right. I don't believe they want super schools, because mm-hmm. when you're dealing with super schools, you're dealing with obedience issues you're dealing with um more teacher student ratios um Mm -hmm. lower test scores yeah absolutely that's the biggest one levi thank you that lower test scores are huge yeah statistical yeah well and that's you know and this interview is kind of fluid so we're kind of you know bouncing off of responses remarks but you know even when and thank god my my kids are out of school now but and I've had some people say, well, if your kids are out of school, then wh- why are you so involved in this? But as a pastor, if this if a kid comes to my church, they're I'm responsible for them. Yeah. Not just their spiritual, but I feel like I'm responsible to speak for them on the physical and natural side. You know, and I encourage any pastors that may watch this, you need to speak for these kids because we're their voice. They don't have a voice. Um, but you know, with the whole transition and thing like that um, with money, like it kind of leads into my next question of, you know, what what's up with this and what was the purpose behind the the house bought in Locust? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> so, you know, there's speculation and then there's, you know, some facts that we have. We have yet to get a definite answer from the board as to why they purchased that house. But what I can tell you is that when COVID was going on, um, Stanley County received a significant amount of funds mm-hmm. in the form of something called ESSER funds. Okay. I believe it was $27 million. Sounds right. Don't hold me to that exact right. number. Um, but with that came four psychiatrists. So when the state and federal, because ultimately we know it comes right. from the federal, Um, when the, the money was handed down, um, the psychiatrist came in and, uh, I believe the price range to pay these four psychiatrists is around the $470,000 mark. 
So if you divide that up between four psychiatrists, um, I don't know if they're using materials. I don't know. We don't know right. what's going on in that house. Um, but besides, it's not being used. Besides that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they also buy a couple of minivans or something they too, also, to transport students to that location? That's what was said. Yeah. Um, and nobody would deny that. Yeah. Um, but it was two Honda Odysseys that they also purchased. Yeah, so. I had talked to some county commissioners uh, to remain unnamed, and they had no clue at the time. Nobody does. That yeah. Even the house was bought. So. But my question is, is, you know, we have counselors in a school system. Right. But what is a educational system doing bringing psychiatrists into a school system? Yeah. I mean, that's very concerning to me. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that goes back to we're – you know, when I was in school, and I know with y'all, uh, we had the our testing. I, I mean, and this goes all the way to, from federal down to our state. But, you know, when we had testing, it was the CATs. Yeah. I think y'all, you know, the pressure was put on us to pass the test. Yeah. And then I've watched even when my kids were in school. You know, we, when I was in school, there was no such thing as testing anxiety. We, that was not a thing. Right. But I know that everything has been shifted to the point that if these kids don't pass the test, then the teachers are now under pressure for their job, mm -hmm. which you might could argue that point a little bit, but they're beginning to put so much pressure on students that now we have this anxiety. So they're doing all these things, and then, okay, well, we need psychiatrists. Well, okay, so we take $27 million dollars. And we hire four psychiatrists, we buy a house, and this is supposed because nobody yet knows where $27 million it's went. not accounted for. You know, none, none of you parents or any taxpayers in the county, you don't know where that $27 million went. And Jared Dennis, the superintendent, and the school board don't feel like you deserve an answer. They don't feel like they need to tell you where it went. And if they say, well, nobody's asked, that's a load of crap because a lot of people have asked. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, okay, so we we buy a house and we hire four teachers that was four, or psychiatrists that's 400 and something thousand a year. Mm -hmm. And then we buy two vans and you have to insure those vans. Um, you have to keep maintenance on those vans. At what point is that all that $27 million went to, or is that for a certain span of time? And then how do we budget that after the fact? Or are those psychiatrists gone after the money runs out? You know, my thing is when you, you hire people, you've got to look at longevity and finances to do these things. And when I look at $27 million, the things I've noticed, and I know it hurts parents, big time because I, I talk to the parents that go to church here. These kids are constantly having to raise money. Yeah. There you have to you have to buy your own school paper, you have to bring in Kleenexes, you have to bring in hand sanitizer, pens, pencils, everything ha the parents we're paying taxes for school systems, but then we're still having to pay out of our own pockets for our kids to go to school and it's like <coughs> Wait a minute! What? You just got twenty-seven million dollars, and then the whole lottery thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked about that the other week at church, and I think it was over three or four billion dollars that this state put in. Where is it? Where is that money? 
this county was in the millions of, of how much people in our county spent on lottery tickets. Where's that money? Yeah. Why can we not have that money? You know, and and when I was in school, and y'all, it, it was the big push for college. You got to go to college. Got to go to college. I took my freshman year. I took a little bit of prep stuff for in, uh, for college, and I said, "Not this ain't me." Yeah. You know, I'm not knocking college, but I learned so much in vocational classes. Mm-hmm. You know, I had auto mechanics, bricklaying, agriculture, electronics, because it wasn't well. You're just learning that. that no, I learned to work with my yeah. peers, yeah. problem solve, communicate. Mm-hmm. That I believe we need. You know, I, West Stanley's about the only thing that's got that. If now. if I can actually make a comment, because I yeah. know um, with that, I think what's happened is the focus has gone from giving back to society. Right. We are now in a mental health crisis mm-hmm. with our children. We're going to pour, and I'm not you know, making that sound like there's not, because I, right. I, I do feel like there are certain things that we need to do to make sure that our, our children are emotionally healthy as well. But yeah. honestly, that falls on the parent, not the educational system. Yeah. Um, well, what's the definition of emotional health anyway? Because yeah. is it someone who's down here from New York that's been hired as a psychiatrist? Because that house, whenever it became populated with people, there was a vehicle sitting there with New York plates. Mm-hmm. That's true. Which I find completely right. bizarre, knowing our knowing mm-hmm. our uh, community. But but whose definition of mental health? Whose yeah. definition of emotional health? Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's making that call? That's that's a that's a very good question. Because, because I mean, some people think that belief in God is a mental disorder. Right. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. I, I don't well, think we think we're that. pouring all of our energy into. A mental health crisis that are we creating it with all this transgenderism and exactly. allowing boys into girls' bathrooms? What you know, what happened to making sure that our children are going to grow up to become successful adults to give back to society? Right. Instead, we're pouring all of our energy into social emotional learning, which is just a leg of CRT. Yeah. Which honestly, in my opinion, goes back to why these four psychiatrists are even here. In the house in Locust. Right. I could be wrong, but that's yeah. my opinion. Well, and that, you know, I, I don't know how true I've, I've heard some, I've actually had some students say they've saw it themselves, but you know, the whole people dressing up like cats and that getting to use litter boxes. Yeah. You know, it, that, that to me, that is the definition of an emotional Absolutely. or mental illness. Absolutely. And you know, I've said, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said this before that, you know, if your child wants to be a cat, that's fine. But please take them to the vet, have them spayed and neutered so we don't continue the problem. <laughs> because a litter box in a school system, right. you can't do nothing but laugh about that because it is ludicrous. It is, it is absurd. And to think that our intellect has been dumbed down so much yeah. that we think it's acceptable for a kid to use the restroom in a litter box or dress up and purr like a cat and be referred to as a cat, we've got issues that's here. Right. Yep. You know, um, that's past what the educational system can do. That's and that's <laughs> where that's that's a a god issue. That's right. That's that's where you get into morality, and you know that kind of leads me up to this question of. This is something, and this is something I would be willing to do, and I think there's other parents. I've always thought this would be good, and I wouldn't have a problem because of safety. Having I would go through a rigorous background check, 
but I think it's a good idea. What would what's your thoughts on even having it in the county where if some parents or pastors mm. wanted to just sign up and say, you know what, I'll walk the halls of the school on Tuesday and Thursday. But having some and I'm not knocking women here, somebody, well, you're just a chauvinist. No, there's something about a man, a father Absolutely. figure, Absolutely. an authority figure, walking halls, connecting with these kids that I think some of these kids, yes. they're missing. Absolutely. You know, what would be your thoughts on something like that? I think that would actually answer a lot of the issues. Right. Um, you look at um, children that are coming from fatherless homes. Mm-hmm. It is an issue because that's the way God created it. Right. Is for the man to be the head of the household. Yeah. And, you know, you're the husband and wife are supposed to partner. And when a household is missing that father figure. Yeah. And when a church can actually come in and partner, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would make a world of a difference. Yeah. Um, if I were on the school board, I would say absolutely come on in, help right. these children. Yeah. Because that's what they need. Yeah. Now, moving on, because I could stay on some of that all night long, but um, what about as far as I, I remember, I think it was maybe the first of this year, but it's been an ongoing issue with the, the shortage of bus drivers mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure buses are staffed. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when I was in school, or maybe you guys, that was usually your janitors or your coaches or your assistants but now we're having to hire, you know, I mean, it, it, to me, it was a little funny uh, when we had those storms come through the other week and they, they canceled school because I heard a remark with, well, the buses can't safely operate in 30 mile an hour. And I'm thinking, right. what's the difference about the super schools? Mm. I think the school boards and just like some of this redistricting they just <clears throat> did a few yeah. years ago that was absolutely, I mean, we have kids in Oakboro that could be in West Stanley a lot faster, now have to go to, and I'm not knocking South Stanley at all. South Stanley's a great school, but you have parents that are now having to drive 20 to 30 minutes out of their way to drop kids off and then turn around and drive an hour and a half into Charlotte or somewhere to work and then try to rush. I mean, they added more pressure and complications to the parent side of it just to make the schools kind of, balance out you know you wonder so you know but anyway back to the the school bus issue what's kind of some thoughts on that yeah there's there's actually a couple of solutions i think that could could fix that i have heard that um getting your uh is it class two yeah class two to drive a bus Mm -hmm. license chauffeur's license i think yeah yeah i have heard that it is a little bit harder to get that this this day and time from the dmv Mm -hmm. um but here's what we could do. You know, there's a lot of teachers that I've talked to that would be willing to drive a bus. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like they have to? I don't think it's a good idea right. um, because they have a whole nother job that they need to go to. Mm-hmm. But if they're willing yeah, and to get paid extra, yeah, um, why can't the board say, you know what? I will pay for you to go and get your license, mm-hmm. which I think is around $600. Right. But you need to agree to work for me and drive this bus for the next year. Yeah. You know, and, and do it that in a contract so that way the board's not just paying for somebody to go get their license. Right. And then that person never drives a bus. Yeah. That could be a very simple solution. Yeah. Um, to 
in an emergency case like out in Stanfield. I, be, I believe it was bus 91. 90-something. That yeah. um, did not pick up children. Yeah. For the longest time. In fact, I I would love to ask the lady that was having all the issues if she's still having issues. I need to follow up with that. Yeah. Um, but there there were parents that had to quit their job. Mm-hmm. I believe one one dad actually lost his job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a horrible circumstance, but the state is in a crisis for bus drivers. Um, but I think one way that Stanley can go ahead and start fixing the issue mm-hmm. is by telling these teachers or telling these janitors, like, listen, I will I will pay for your right for your license if you will work for me for one year. Yeah, and that way it takes at least that load off. And then the last thing is is um, bus drivers need help mm-hmm. because there's too many disciplinary issues mm-hmm. on a bus. Yeah, bus drivers need some sort of assistant or um, somebody that can get the children under control mm-hmm. while the bus driver does their job right. in driving that bus. Yeah. So if there's somebody that can come alongside and help do that, I think we would solve a big issue right there. Yeah, and they had the the state has made it harder, not just the state, but even on the federal level to get a commercial style driving license. And the reason I know that one of the main reasons I was so ready to get, I drove trucks for 27 years and I watched when I got mine, I just went and got mine. And, you know, now they put in drivers, you have to go through a school. The school's several thousand, I think it's about $8,000 for a class A. Um, And I'm watching them as, you know, driving for so long, they're not putting out safer drivers. They're putting out worse drivers yeah. mm-hmm. because they're, they're all you're worried about is the law and not the ability. Right. Yeah. You know, and you know, so they are making it harder, uh, in the, in the guise of safety, but it's not safety, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's there again, we've got to be able to put the right people in the right offices to say, here's how we fix the problem. You got pick you back on that for yeah. a second. So one thing that burns me up as a uh, organizational leader is is the concept of servant leadership that's missing in this mm-hmm. equation. So, um, with seven school board members, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a superintendent, mm-hmm. um, and you've got dozens of people that work in a effectively a corporate office in the county that right. directly teaching these students. Um, you know, if if you treat the school system like uh, a manufacturing facility, mm-hmm. you're you're trying to satisfy your customer, right? And your customer is the children and their education. And if anything gets in the way, if I have to deliver something to my customer, that's the thing I need to address the most. And so, kids not getting to school is the most that's important the thing. Issue, yeah. It's the most important mm-hmm. thing because you cannot satisfy your customer, the parents and the students of Stanley County Schools. So, as a leader. Um, I think that the school board themselves, as well as the superintendent, should be willing to roll up their sleeves and drive a bus. Absolutely, I agree with that. I mean, it's been done in other in other uh, jurisdictions. Yeah. Well, an article last year uh, on the news, I think it might have been on the Daily Wire, about a superintendent that was driving a school bus because he couldn't hire a bus driver. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that that rings true to me in any institution or any business, like you're saying. I mean, it's just like here, you know, I'm the lead pastor. But if I have somebody, I, I'm I'm trained enough. I can take care of our sound system. Mm-hmm. I can make sure our PowerPoint present. 
I've been through that stuff, so if we have somebody out because it's going to happen, mm-hmm. I don't sit there with the attitude of, well, I'm senior pastor and I'm not that, – that's not – no job is beneath me because I'm the I'm the head, and I I agree with you wholeheartedly. There, I think it would speak volumes if our superintendent and some of our office staff there, like you say, that's just in a corporate office, would actually step up and say, you know what, I'll drive the bus or or I'll work the ball game or I be more visible and be more accessible. Yeah. And I think, you know, because like I, I said at the beginning, it seems like when they get in these offices, now it's we're above you. You don't understand these things. You don't No, we're There's the no parents. Solitude. Yeah. Make, help me understand. You know, and I've been in so many of these school board meetings and they treat these things like everybody in the audience is too ignorant to understand what's going on. And how dare you raise a question? My opponent actually shook his finger at a parent when she went up to ask him what he was going to do to fix the busing issue. Yeah. He shook his finger at her and said, what would you have me do? Yeah. And he said it in that tone. And, you know, that's not her job. Right. That's his job. That's his job. That's his job. (laughs) That is his job. And if he's not doing his job, then he needs to get out of the way and let somebody do it It, for him. Absolutely. Um, Last question for you uh, for now. Um, security in the schools, as far as, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, you know, we're, we live out in the country. It's not, nothing's ever going to happen here. We, we don't know that. We never know. Yeah. Um, there's been talks of metal detectors and things like that. You know, what, what is your, there's no way to make a school, I believe a hundred percent safe uh, just because you have human factors, right. human error, but there is ways to make it as safe, what way I like to say it, safe as possible. Mm-hmm. What What are some of your ideas or concepts that you would like? Yeah. I mean, we've got to be proactive, not mm-hmm. reactive, number one. Um, but right now I know for a fact that our, our school board has actually shut down our buildings to allow our sheriff's department to come in and train to become effective in a building. Um, I know this. They disallowed it. Yeah, they Yeah. I don't know what I said there, <laughs> um, but I apologize if it was wrong. Um, but, yeah, our, our sheriff's department used to come in and train in the buildings when, you know, it was closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, early in the mornings when they don't have a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's prime opportunity for um, individuals to go in and, and train. Mm-hmm. Um, and the school board was afraid that it was going to put a bad image uh, on the schools, <laughs> and so they kicked everybody out, and now they're not allowed to train. Wow. Um, what I would like to do, and my opponent is actually over security. He's all, He sits on the committee, and uh, he never has a comment, mm-hmm. uh, which tells me he's not doing his job. Right. Um, but if I were to sit on that committee, I would get in touch with our local fire departments, mm-hmm. our local police departments, yeah. our sheriff's department, and our EMS, Mm -hmm. and I would start having our sheriff start to put together groups for individuals to go in and and do uh, training, active shooter training. We have the qualified people here in our county that know what to do Mm -hmm. already. Let these people do their job. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then last part of that is uh, what... Hey, Wes, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, so so Megan, who... Who's currently at that seat right now that you're trying to you're trying to, to work on? 
Who are you running against? I'm running against Dr. Rufus Leffler. Yeah. Can I ask a question? And this is no di disrespect to Mr. Leffler. Absolutely. But uh, what dog does he have in this fight for the school board? That's a great question. And it's one that he does not answer. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed that. And he's been, how long has he been on the? This will be his third term if he wins. Right. So he's already been on for eight years. What My question to him would be, what have you done in the last eight years? Yeah, because I know when he's been confronted. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. Mm -mm. And, you know, that's kind of my thing. To, to, to those of you watching online, you know, you, you've heard a little bit of this. The people sitting on the school board right now, they some of them, they're not up for re-election right now, right? There's actually five school board members up for re-election. And I am the only one that is running against an incumbent. Mm -hmm. So there's five seats. That, if we put the right people in those five seats, can shift yeah, completely. Our school system could do a 180. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If we put the right people in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I think... I think going into, um, you know, going into this is, is is the good old boy club that's been going on in Stanley County. Oh, nobody's, yeah. Nobody's wanting to address the good old boy club. Yeah. yeah. And then that's, that's been the problem. We're not able to move forward because we've got, you know, backwards deals going on. You're right. Uh, we've got people that have been in office that are really just sitting, taking up a seat, but not really doing anything or exactly. providing any kind of uh, value yeah. to uh, to to the school board and or the county commissioners if we if we're You're to be factual right. about it, yeah. So I, I think it's time to, you know, for, for people to hear what these comments are to to get up with with Megan and Levi, have discussion with them, talk to them, reach out to them maybe through social media or some way or getting in contact with them and and really understanding who they are as individuals yeah. and what they stand for. And I mm -hmm. think. I think 90% of people would line up to those values versus the incumbents that are currently just taking up a seat. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% correct. I had one person uh, ask the question, what can be done about the failing schools in the county? I, I'm, I'm thinking as far as the test scores and the, the, mm -hmm. the education, what are some things there as far <laughs> as, you know, yeah, everything keeps being dumbed down so that the, the scores look higher. Yeah. You know, what's some things that can be addressed on our the county level? That's actually my passion right there. Uh, our, our school report cards, the majority of our schools are in the D's, C's, and I believe there's one or two F's, so I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And they even changed the scores a while back, the percentage to, yeah. to change what yeah, a letter sure. grade was. Yeah, mm -hmm. and what is going to have to happen, and this is going to be where it's so important to make sure that you are voting the correct house member in right. if you are not paying attention to that race you need to because our house representative can actually start to shift the way legislation is done we are going to have to vote in a state superintendent mm -hmm. michelle morrow okay if you don't know who that is look her up she is on fire she is somebody that could change our educational system <laughs> our lieutenant governor Mm -hmm. I'm going to call out Alan Mashburn right now. Yeah. He is somebody that is on fire for education. And those two with a school board could completely change the way our educational system is. We've got to get away from Common Core. 
Yeah. We've got to get away from no child left behind because we are leaving children behind with that. Yep. And we've got to get back to the basics of what real education is mm-hmm. and what real math, reading, grammar, get back to spelling. That's what it's going to take to start raising yeah. up our scores. And Mark Robbins is governor. And Mark Robinson <laughs> is governor. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. But um, just real quick then, you know, you talk to the people just a few minutes and and tell them why you believe it's real crucial to vote in the upcoming mm-hmm. primary. A lot of people don't think primaries. Yeah. We'll just wait till the end. But <laughs> tell them why they people y'all got to get off your butts and vote. Yeah. Quit sitting at home. Yeah. You've got to vote your life and your kids' lives and how they flourish, what things cost you, what your kids. This it even starts at the primary. You have to get out and vote in the primary. But tell people you know, why it's important and why you feel like they should vote for you. I'm a Republican. My opponent is a Republican. When you go to vote in March, March the 5th, you are going to vote which Republican is going to be on that November ballot. Since Stanley County is an all-Republican county, if I win um, in March, then I win November mm-hmm. because it I'm not going to be contested in November. Right. Um, I do have... A quote, if I can read Absolutely. it to end. Um, I got it on my notes. It's by Samuel Adams, God-fearing man. <laughs> and this is why people should vote in a primary. Samuel Adams said, If ever a time should come when vain and aspiring men shall possess high seats in government, our country will stand in need of experienced patriots to prevent its ruin. That's good. And what's going to happen is if we start looking for people that have no motivation to become a career politician mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. If they are in it to do the right thing just to make their county better, we can get somewhere. I'm not in this to promote myself. I'm not in this to become a career politician. Right. I want to see the next generation thrive. That's right. And uh, if we do what Mr. Adams said, then I think we can actually get somewhere in this country. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Uh, vote for Megan Almond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your name is Rufus. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Pastor Wesley Barbie at Glennie Mission Church, and I approve this message. So, <laughs> yeah, but I've always wanted to say that, but anyway. Um, we'll move on now to Levi. Like I said, I just talked to you on the phone for about 45 minutes the other week, uh, and you know, really liked what you had to say. I think we we see a lot of the same, see things uh, things the same way. But just take a few minutes and tell the audience who you are, a little bit about yourself, and why you're wanting to run for the commissioner seat. Sure. So Wes, I um, was born in Locust, uh, grew up in Stanley County, went to West Stanley. Uh, actually was at West Stanley with both uh, you and Josh. Yeah, I, I had to I had to do a double take and try to remember because that was a long time ago. I'm a lot grayer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I graduated from West Stanley. I went to UNC Charlotte. Um, at the time, I mean UNC Charlotte's a fantastic school, but at the time that was the one I could afford to pay for. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. so I uh, worked full time while I was at UNC Charlotte. Um, graduated with degrees in finance and operations management. And uh, got to work uh, immediately thereafter. I ended up having to move to South Carolina uh, for a job because uh, there was really nothing around here uh, at the time. That's where I met my wife uh, in South Carolina. And one thing led to another, you know, different companies or whatnot. I ended up running a, a plant in Michigan. 
Uh, we lived there for a while, and then we moved back to Stanley County. I told some firemen the other night uh, over in uh, Norwood, we were talking. I was like, you know, you never know. Some people know from the day they're born where their home is. Yeah. Okay. Some people, you know, this is home. Okay. Mm. Some people at some point in their life move to their home mm-hmm. and they say, oh, this is home. Yeah. And some people have to find it. You know, some people were already there. They yeah. didn't know. They leave. They say, oh, okay. Now mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. And now they're home. I, I fit in that last category. So I had no, you know, I, I no notion that I would be here or not. Um, but then when I left, I really, uh, really figured it out. Yeah. Missed home. So we've been here, back here since 2013. I was gone for roughly 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, wife and two kids, um, you know, out of state or, or yeah, out of state. And then uh, my last son was born here. So I have a daughter that just turned 15 back in November. I have a son that's uh, just turned 12 in January. And I have another son uh, that's going to turn 10 uh, at the beginning of March. And um, why am I doing this? Um, I tell folks, uh, I've started off with a lot of different sayings at the beginning, but um, first and foremost, it's for it's for my kids, mm-hmm. um, selfishly, my kids. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, if I'm doing what's right for my kids, it's going to help the kids of Stanley County. Absolutely. And I just simply want there to be a future for my children that could resemble the past that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In other words, the opportunity, um, the hometown environment, um, the things that really make Stanley County what it is. And I think that we're threatened in very, a lot of different ways. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the educational system. I think that's uh, definitely got a lot of room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be shocking to a lot of people. So people have kids that go to school. I know I know folks that we went to school with um, who have kids, and I have folks that I talk to that have had um, experiences with the school system, but they don't have the same – they don't have deep knowledge of what's happening uh, here. And it's shocking mm-hmm. even to them, even with children in the school system – how do I know that? Because I was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see more people get involved. Um, but people, people do different things, right? We work, yeah. uh, we've got pastimes, we've got kids sports, everything else. So if you can't get involved in the school system or you choose to do something else, just put somebody in there, uh, in these County positions yeah. that you feel like does care. Um, and I think that's the most important thing we can do. All right. Yeah, that was, uh, I guess, a reasonable <laughs> yeah. introduction. <laughs> well, I think one of the big things, and me and you touched on this a little bit on the phone, but I know this was, oh, man, on social media, it was just, uh, it was a firestorm because there was a lot of people that understood it, but then there was a, a mass majority that got confusing and conflicting stories about it. And before I go, if, I, if in my teen year, Stanley County was, this county was phenomenal in the 90s. Uh, I'm telling you, my, my teen, my childhood, it was it was a blast. This was an awesome place to be. I mean, I, everybody, it seemed like, took pride in this county. Yep. You know, and it was just a great place to be. It didn't matter if you was from Oakbury. You could go to Albemarle and hang out, or, you know, you could be down at South Stanley. You could be sitting down here in Oakbury at the Friday pickup on your tailgate on your truck yep. 
And, you know, it was just a great county to, to be in and live, you know. But um, the, the growth that's coming in now, uh, a, a while back they had this land, the land use plan. Yep. And there was a lot of, uh, I believe, like me and you talk, growth is good. But chaotic growth is not. I believe anything that has growth needs to have range put on it so that the growth is mature and healthy and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, not just chaotic and booming over here. But it needs to be controlled and then the infrastructure be there. So talk a little bit about the, the land use plan. And sure. Well, one thing I didn't cover in the introduction <coughs> when we came back here to Stanley County, uh, my family's farmed for years my sister married a farmer in union county uh my dad and his uh siblings they farm i i i kind of missed that and i got into uh cattle my nephew said hey you but you want to get some space why don't you go and put some cows on there i said sure let's put some cows on there <coughs> and i kind of fell in love with it and so now um, i'm cutting hay all over the county i've got you know some lease pastures things like that it's something that i enjoy it's a break from uh kind of the grind of uh, <coughs> the corporate world but what I see with the growth in Stanley County, and I'll, I'll preface this with, I have never seen one topic in the county where so many people feel, <coughs> feel the same way. You going to make it? <laughs> I got dry. I've never seen any other topic in the county where so many people feel the same way. Um, there was a, a, a town hall forum that was done prior to the land use plan vote, and it was pretty unanimous uh the feedback from folks that they wanted the county uh specific land protected um they want to see farming uh continue um it's the number one industry in stanley county um they want to see uh the beauty of our county being protected um and they want to know that that uh effectively our county is not <coughs> going to be um plundered by large developers that don't add any uh economic benefit to the county um the construction's coming from labor from outside the county. The materials are coming from outside the county and, and, and. So it was a pretty um, encouraging feedback from the public. And unfortunately, when it went to the county commissioners, there were um, yeah, a number of commissioners that um, uh, teamed up together. I don't know if there's any other way to say it. There were four uh, that voted to um, <coughs> five-acre minimum for land inside the county, uh, they voted for uh, a smaller number. So at the end of the day, that's one example in our county of where so many people kind of congealed around one philosophy and said, hey, we want to protect this. It was farmers. It was people from towns. You know, we want to protect our uh, rural agriculture. And the, the commission defied that uh, public opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to be very, very careful um, in our county because they don't make more land. You know, it, it is what it is. And if somebody wants to get into farming, um, you know, even to have a pursuit in it or the opportunity in this county, uh, that's being threatened on a, on a daily basis. Only three of the commissioners, or was it two of the commissioners, <coughs> for the five acres? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that it was, you know, what Josh was talking about, the good old boy establishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. voted for the three, but it was Patty Crump, Brandon King, and I believe Mike Barbie. I think it was Mike Barbie. That actually voted what the yeah. the county wanted, which was five acres. Mm -hmm. 
And and there was a lot of misinformation put out there. I mean, there was even a group that put out a flyer about it. Yeah, uh, attempting, I saw that. Attempting to influence a decision. But <coughs> the misinformation was that, you know, if I own 100 acres, I can't give my kid an acre of land. Well, right. That was never part of the deal. Um, it was effectively designed to prevent people from, uh, you know, large developers or uh, true homes or whomever. I mean, there's a number on DR yeah. or whatever from coming in and picking up, you know, 20 acres of land and putting, you know, um, 40 houses on it. Yeah. Um, farmland. And, and that had nothing to do with the city. <coughs> that's the other piece of misinformation that was scattered uh, throughout. Nothing in that uh, proposal um, limited cities from, right. from you know, uh, building neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, everyone I've talked to, I've yet to personally speak to someone who did not support the five acres. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're out there, but um, everybody I've talked to, you know, recognizes that growth is coming to the county. They yeah. recognize that, you know, you can't, you don't want to stop it. I'm not an anti-growth right. person, but I'm, a, I'm, you know, Lord bless me with a healthy dose of common sense. Exactly. And if we keep turning our rural county land into uh, neighborhoods, um, yeah. we're not going to have any more rural county land. Yeah. And that's, that's not, I mean, you talk, I'm not against true homes, subdivisions or DR Horton, whoever. Um, but at the same time, if you come in and every farm turns into that, you know, at some point you have to say, well, okay, wait a minute. We don't have, like I said earlier, the infrastructure. We don't have the water right. to supply. We don't have the sewer systems, our school systems, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all of those things, you know, it's just like I said, I would give anything for this County to get one decent steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not knocking Yakin Valley or some, but a, a good steakhouse. You know, I told you they tore down sagebrush mm. and we, I'm not there again. I'm not knocking Biscuitville. <laughs> I'm not knocking Starbucks, even though I do not like uh, Starbucks. I think that's coffee for people who don't drink coffee. But anyway, that's right. we got a Biscuitville and a Starbucks. Why could we not have got a Longhorn or an Outback or something Something nice to be able to go out and eat so we don't... Because right now, if you want to go somewhere like that on a date with your wife, you got you got to go out of county. You, you're you not going to get it here. Yep. You know, I'm all about the growth, but reach out to some higher-end stuff. It brings in, you know, uh, some different... And I'm, I'm, I know with what we got going on in Albemarle and in the growth that's in Locust, I know that there's somebody out there would say, yeah, we'll put a restaurant here. You know, but even at that, you know, that was one of the things I'm glad you addressed. I had a lot of people tell me, well, yeah, but now I can't even give my kid an acre of land. I said, no. No, it was never the case. You can do with your land like you want. It's just preventing, you know, these big track home companies from coming in and buying up everything because they will, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And and some people, I mean, some, some people, you know, talk about the um, – libertarian or the freedom um side of things and i i i'm all about freedom i'm all yeah. about the ability to make a choice but you know we we established a county government we established a state mm-hmm. government obviously very very long time ago and that was to help sort out through these types of issues and and you know if if you're talking about things that are happening in the county and in in land that's already zoned rural agriculture um you're doing that to protect an industry 
mm-hmm. um, that can easily be wiped away. There's a development in Locust um, where people have, uh, it started about 10 years ago. It's still not complete. People bought houses in that development under the assumption that it would be finished. Um, they were going to have a community center, community pool, some other things yeah. in that, in that, in that uh, development. <laughs> And 10 years later, it's still on hold. Um, right. And I'm told by people that live in that community, it's over sewer capacity. Mm-hmm. Yet dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds of new homes have been approved yeah. and are being built on that same sewer system. Right. It, it just, it, it seems like the lust for growth. Oh, no, I, I agree 100% on that. Um, moving on, I think that was one of the big topics. But another one, I know uh, in 2018, I believe it was, uh, Stanley County was number one in the state for drug overdose. Yeah. Um, I did, I was able to see, I think as of 2023, we were down, I think 40% roughly, yeah. uh, which is good, but to me is nowhere near close enough. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, there's used to, it was sporadic of families that are affected by drugs. Now there's not a single family, I believe, in this county that has not been adversely affect, affected by the drug use and maybe losing a family member uh, to drugs and the overdose that's going on. Um, what's some things that, that you propose to help fight against that in this community? Yeah, so, I mean, I think let's recognize the gains that have already been made. So there's been... Um, a community program put in place to help uh, fight overdoses, people enabled with uh, Narcan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our sheriff's department's done a, a fantastic job. If you just Google fentanyl in Stanley County, um, you get a laundry list of major yeah. busts that have happened mm-hmm. um, associated with our sheriff's department. Um, our EMTs have been recognized by the state for their work. So, I mean, I think it is important to look at what has happened and what, what has benefited, but uh, the, the, the county, but I think there's other areas where we could do more. And, and one thing is right now we have a series of, of basically uh, rehab programs that people can enter. And, mm-hmm. and I want to be very clear. I mean, some, some people are vocal about this, that, you know, uh, drug users are bad or whatever, but I, I want to be very clear that someone who is addicted to a sus- substance, whether that's, you know, uh, heroin or, alcohol or, you know, anything that creates an addiction, that person is first and foremost a victim. And they might be a victim of their own actions. Right. But that person needs help. That Mm -hmm. person's not, you know, they're out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we have to be mindful about um, treatment options and rehabilitation options. And and I think also um, some of the faith-based rehab options Mm -hmm. that we have, Will's Place is one of them. There's there's a number of them. where people not only get treatment for um, the, the, the drugs that they're on, but they also get uh, support with vocational training or whatever to help them, you know, create some hope. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that we recognize where we are as a county and that we um, push for faith-based options for folks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe not everybody can fit in that program, but I believe that a relationship with Jesus Christ gives someone hope and hope is what is needed to overcome addiction. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one major thing we can do, whether you are uh, Christian, not whether you believe in faith-based uh, rehab or not is 
there's not a detox uh, facility within Stanley County. So right now, before anybody can enter a rehab program, they have to go somewhere okay. and detox and get cleaned up so that they can actually uh, enter treatment. And that's something that we could could easily solve. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing, you know, is, is, and this even goes back, but this even goes back to our issue. Some people say, well, you know, the local don't have nothing to do with the, the, mm. the fair. This even goes to our Southern border. Close when you shut that Southern border down, you have just at least 90, 80% mm. of the drugs coming into this country that reach Stanley County mm -hmm. will be stopped. Yep. So, if we limit the intake of the illegal drugs coming in, we have less people going, you know. And then that's the other thing of bringing in the job growth and giving the young kids something to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we, as kids, we had stuff to do, yep. you know, so we didn't have just to go into uh, to using drugs, you know, and, and tighten up penalties. And, you know, because yeah. I, I know there's sometimes I, I've heard the, you know, we they don't get arrested or sometimes if they get arrested they beat the the policeman that arrested them they beat them back to their town before the policeman can get the paperwork done you know these low bonds for people that get but jack them bonds up to where there's no way possible they can afford it mm -hmm. keep them in jail till you know the people that's distributing and selling these things yeah hey can i can i say something real quick uh, so this is something that I think affect will affect us at some time, both, um, you know, school board and county commissioner. And uh, I had a, a friend of mine. Uh, he works on the school system in a, I won't say what county it is um, just for purposes, but he's a, he's a janitor, one of the head janitors at a school system. Uh, adjoining, uh, adjoining county. Um, and so one of the kids had something laced with fentanyl and it went into the school system. Mm -hmm. And needless to say that the sheriff's department and, and the school board covered it up. And I don't even think there was anything done through mm -hmm. the news. And I know specifically cause my friend had to clean it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's And that's something that, that again, I don't even think Stanley County's looked at it, but it's going to get there to a certain point if we continue to allow that's exactly yeah. right. You know, things mm -hmm. to happen. Uh, and then it, number one is the school system prepared for that. That's, that's a, that's a high level question. I can tell you the and then the that. second yeah. part is, is, yeah. is, is, is our sheriff's department ready for, for those types of things too? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've talked to, to folks in the sheriff's department and I've been very lucky to uh, have a relationship where I can ask those kind of questions, but, um, they're, they're definitely aware, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the fentanyl specific deaths, and I, I keep talking about fentanyl because I do believe it's the most dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe so. And it's, it's, it's so deadly, but we've had deaths that have occurred because someone bought something that they right. thought was mm -hmm. cocaine or methamphetamine, yeah. or mm -hmm. even I, I, I think marijuana. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but that it's been um, contaminated. And then we've had people die. Mm-hmm. You know, literally die because they thought they bought cocaine mm -hmm. and they wound up with cocaine laced with fentanyl. Yeah. Our sheriff's department is definitely aware of that. Um, I don't know how anybody can be prepared um, in a school system or wherever um, to, to deal with that other than having the Narcan available and the, and the education that yeah. this is out there. This is happening and, and you can't trust anything. It's not like when we were growing up. I mean, 
I, you know, I heard tell of people using cocaine. Yeah. Uh, definitely marijuana. That was a thing. Yeah. You know, plenty of beer and, yeah. and, and liquor and stuff. Yeah. But like, I didn't know it, it fentanyl wasn't around and, yeah. and, you know, heroin. I don't, I never knew anybody to use heroin, mm-hmm. you know, prescription pain pills became a thing in the, in the late nineties, early two mm-hmm. thousands, but it's a whole new world. And our kids are, our kids are mm-hmm. dealing with this and, yeah. you know, they take a, you know, something they think's a, an ecstasy or something and mm-hmm. it's fentanyl and they're dead. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the grim reality. Um, I was reassured when I spoke with uh, folks in the sheriff's department. Uh, North Carolina has a uh, a law that allows uh, for what uh, basically uh, second degree murder charges for someone who distributes uh, mm-hmm. drugs that lead to death. So, in other right. words, if uh, I'm a dealer and I give you, not just sell you, if I right. give you something that you take and you consume it and you pass away, I get charged with murder. Which and that's. It's hundred percent props up to our, our state for that. Um, the next, next one I wanted to talk about, and this is something, uh, I, I've, have had several people tell me this, um, is we've had some issues, uh, and we, we believe, believe to be fact, but at any rate, um, that we're actually having um, illegal immigrants busting or not illegal immigrants, I'm sorry, homeless bust in from Charlotte, uh, on buses, Greyhound buses, homeless people from the Charlotte area being bust into this County, uh, you know, for housing and things. And it's like, yeah, on the outside, that seems like a great thing. Oh, we're, we're being, so, but at, at, you know, who made that decision and how much is that costing taxpayers? That that's costing, all of the county taxpayers' money for that bus, and and that well, Mecklenburg County's paying for the bus. Well, we we got to pay for the housing, and it, who 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 got asked? Could could we do that? You know, I don't know who got asked. But I know <laughs> I've heard the similar rumor of of who set it up, and um, this is a sitting county commissioner, not not the one that I'm running against. Mm-hmm. Can I just go ahead and name him? Go ahead. Peter Asciutto. That's, that's who, who I had heard. Who is running for re-election right now. He's the one that opened up the bus route back But why? Yeah, what's the... Yeah, well, what, why did he uh, become a vaccine ambassador and, mm, and send exactly to about wearing masks <laughs> yeah. during COVID? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but but real, real quick, that so Peter's not from Staley County. No, he uh, was born in New York and grew up in uh, Florida. Uh, he's been here for a while, but he's he's definitely not not from Stanley County. So uh, the only thing, only ties that he has here is just a home. Yes. And trying to set Stanley County up, but then to bring his own agenda in here to a per, you know to affect our county uh, is uh, to me is is ignorant and um, <laughs> there should be some kind of consequence. I, I, you Josh, know. we need to find you a political place in Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are plenty of options to choose yeah. from. <laughs> yeah. And well, I'm just going to call it like it is. I mean, you know, th- these people come in to our counties to, you know, to, to think that they're better in the county or to help the county. And then really it's their their viewpoint is, is not agreed. And I, I don't understand from those that have voted these folks in who say to go under the pseudo of 
they're a Republican or a Democrat or whatever they case, they're progressive or mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But for them to bring their ideologies and their their aspects into this county doesn't value, I think, go with the values that are in Mm-mm. in or of this county. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's why it's so important that people actually read um, and understand and research because mm-hmm. you know people tout the fact that Stanley County is, is, is a red County. In fact, I mean, you, you cannot get elected to a County office as a Democrat now right? Uh, in this County. It's not going to happen, but you know, while that's good, I guess on, on so many levels, it's also bad because there w- with the absence of a, of a reasonable Democrat party within, within the County, that means if someone has aspirations for political office, they're going to register as a Republican. They're going to run as a Republican. They're going to call themselves a conservative, but, they're not. Yeah. You know, and they don't reflect the value. So that that whole, you know, concept of voting for the R right. It doesn't work. It doesn't work well, in Stanley County. No, and and that's well, it, really it doesn't work anywhere because Agreed. you know, Republican or Democrat, if you it's kind of one of those sayings my dad's always said, if you took all the politicians and put them in one bag and shook them up and then dumped them out, <laughs> you couldn't tell none of them apart. And that's that's really become the truth to where your your Republicans is they're no different than the it, it's more the uniparty is what we're seeing and you know even the guys that are in in counties and and, and we briefly talked about this you know because I'm I'm really I know this stuff goes on but you know I know you know you may be Republican but there's people. I, yeah, I'm your friend, and I'm. If you vote for me, you, I'm going to do this and this. But yet, they're kissing the ring of the the top political people here in the county, and you got. To, and then there's backroom deals and backroom. And you know, I really believe the Bible says that the things done in secret or in the dark will be exposed yeah. by the light. That's right. yep. So you know, there's some. Well, we if we start calling people out, we're going to get in trouble. Well. I, you know, then I'm in trouble. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, enough is enough. And, you know, when we have to start standing up and calling a spade a spade, if you're doing stuff crooked, you're going to be exposed and you're going to be called out and you need to answer to the people that put you in office mm-hmm. of why you're doing these backroom deals, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, Mr. Asciutto needs to have the homeless living at his house. Well, that's my name. You know, Just if that changes any of his opinions on having the homeless. Yeah, bus them to well, his I think, house. I think, I think the main thing is, is like if, if there were no issues in Stanley County and we didn't have citizens of Stanley County with problems. Absolutely. Help, then the right thing to do would be go out and help other people. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if that's the answer, but but as long as we've got people suffering in this county, I'm I'm not really interested in trying to go solve somebody else's problems. Exactly. You know, and, and, yeah. And, you know, I think one thing you said that really just kind of set me in motion. I mean, if if you look at if you look at the Republican Party, how many people jump behind Donald Trump? Yeah. How many people jump behind Mark Robinson? Mm-hmm. How many people jump behind? You know, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I like what he said. Yeah. All political outsiders. Mm-hmm. Celebrated political outsiders. Yeah. For the longest time in the GOP headquarters in Stanley County, there was a picture of, of Mark Robinson hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody loves Mark Robinson. Mm-hmm. I love Mark Robinson. He's a fantastic dude. Yeah. 
What makes him any different than somebody who's coming into a county level role saying, hey, I see something I don't like and I want to change it? Absolutely. Why does that county level person have to go through the process of, of, yeah. of you know, making friends and shaking hands with the, the key players? Yeah. I don't have anything against those people. No. I don't agree with them, you know, yeah. from a policy standpoint. But I don't want to be part of that. Yeah. I want to be part of a solution in this county. Yeah. And the, the last thing I'll say to that is, I have no business dealings in Stanley County whatsoever, you know, unless you count some hay sales and I sell a cow every <laughs> Right. But like what feeds my family uh, has nothing to do with any business or any investment in Stanley County. I have right. no vested interest. Everything right. that I'm doing is costing me. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just want it to be a great place for my kids, for your kids, mm -hmm. for farms and agriculture so that our country and our county uh, can, 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 support a healthy rural lifestyle yeah yeah and that's kind of you know and i was talking to you and i know megan knows this but when we look at <clears throat> even like the issues in the schools when we look at the the drug issues we have here and some of the other things <clears throat> i pledged to both of y'all and I, you know i told you levi the other day on the phone it's your job your guy's job to pass the laws or to govern our school and our county on the legal side of it. But it's time for the church mm -hmm. to stand up and do our job. There's the natural side and then there's a spiritual side. Yeah. We're fighting. It's no longer, you know, you've heard it said Democrat versus Republican. Right. It's now good versus evil, right versus wrong. Right. And we, you know, us growing up, we had a black area and a white area. Now everything's gray because what's right for me may not be right for you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's morally wrong and it's up to the church to step back up and say, this is morally how we're standing and we're not moving. And if it's a fight you want, then it's a fight you've got. Yeah. You know, I, I've had people say this and I know this may blow some people's mind, but when my kids were in school and we had issues, we fought. And one of the principals, and I, I won't even say their name, but we ended up getting along very well. But he told the next, the principal at the middle school, he said, look, the Barbies, these people can be your biggest asset or they can be your biggest ass. <laughs> you know, and, you know, the point of that is, is if you're doing what's right for the kids, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. If you're doing what's right for the county, I'm going to support you with everything I got. But if you start going against the children and against yep. what's good for the county, now we got a problem, right. you know, and um, I just, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on here tonight, taking time out of your schedule. Cause what I think some people don't realize is y'all are not like the big politicians that when y'all run for office, y'all stop everything and just travel in tour buses. And, you know, they drove in their own vehicles. Megan's kids are over in the youth room watching some TV and chilling. You know, your kids are at home or your wife. You know, I think she was teaching a Bible class tonight. They still have lives. They still have work to do. They still, have, But they're taking time out of their schedule to speak directly to you guys who are going to put them in office. Now, I said, y'all going to vote for them. That, it's non-negotiable, especially here at my church. At Gleaning Mission, you're going to vote for them. Some of, well, you're, that's a dictatorship. No, I'm telling you, I know in my spirit that these two right here are the right people 
for the job. I believe that we're at a, a Ruth moment mm. and that y'all have been appointed for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. Y'all are, are wanting to do what's right, not just for the county, but for the people in it. And like what you said, the only vested interest you have in this is your kids. Mm-hmm. That's why you're doing it's that next generation, yeah. you know. And, you know, I believe y'all know uh, enough about me is if, if you get in office and you're not doing it, y'all going to we're going to be talking again. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, I want that relationship with you guys so that when you not if, but when you get on the school board, you can call me as a pastor and say, I need prayer in this area. Our schools need and for the county. We need prayer for this. We we need that. Our pastors need to have relationships that are close-knit with the leaders of this community so that we can provide the spiritual, y'all can provide the legal, mm. and then we go back to what I read earlier. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. And I believe this county can be what it needs to be. And as y'all bring the growth, the church gets off its butt and we bring revival and I believe that this county can be turned around 100%. And, Wes, I think that doing these types of things yeah. allows these guys to be accountable for what they're doing That's right. because otherwise they wouldn't be getting out here in front of the this con- this this congregation, mm-hmm. this the, these folks on YouTube, mm-hmm. this county. Uh, and then it, it, it allows us to be accountable to them, too, saying, yeah. hey, that we're, hey, we're going to support you. We're going to be behind you. Y'all, y'all, y'all take my support as a ch- this church as a whole, as their pastor, we're going to support you guys. And, um, you know, real quick before we, we jump off, I just want to take just a few minutes and I want to pray over you guys if that's okay. Absolutely. And, uh, and then we'll close this out. But heavenly father, I come before you as, as your ambassador and father God, I lift up Megan and, and I lift up Levi and father, we just ask that your hand, be upon them. I do believe that this is a Ruth moment that you have appointed them for such a time as this. And father, you know, more than anybody that we need godly men and women serving in office that are ruling and reigning over us and our children that are making policies that not only affect us and our billfolds, but most importantly, our children. And father, I just ask right now that your hand of favor be upon Megan and Levi, and Father, that your hand of blessing not only be on them, but their families, and Father, that you would shine a light on them and that people would begin to see this is the kind of people we need in office. This is the kind of people we want to rule and reign over us and our children. And Father, I speak a hedge of protection and safety um, towards them and over them. And Father, that any lies or misconceptions that's tried to be spoken against them will be struck down immediately and that the truth will always be present and made manifest. And most of all, Father, that through this, you be glorified and lifted on high. And Father, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. In your holy name we pray, amen Amen. and amen. Real quick, uh, Megan, you got any last words you'd like to say before we we get off um if anybody would like a task we do need poll workers right now we are talking about that in the church we've got a lady that's already registered we've got one that's getting registered and that's one of those things where i've told our some of our people and we're going to announce it more yeah you can't walk around and pray out loud but you can pray oh my goodness yes you know and we need that because whether you believe it or not 
The devil's working, mm-hmm. and it's time that we start putting God back in there because God wins every time. We we really or whatever where voting happens. We need a lot of people. Day. It's mm-hmm. all over the county, Sorry. and unfortunately, uh, and especially during a presidential election, yeah, um, there's a lot of people that show up that don't know anything about the county uh, yeah. level positions, mm-hmm. and so you can you can get uh, a big swing in voting outcome just simply by having uh, people there to talk. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, I appreciate it. We went a little bit long, but I think this was very informative. Um, do me that favor. You always do. Hit that like button. And, of course, if you didn't like it, hit the dislike button. But let us know what you think. Those of you that will help us, take just a few moments and hit that share button. But don't just share it. Make a caption over the top of it so that the people that's on your friends list will actually read and you tell why you believe they need to watch this to be informed in this county about this upcoming primary election. Very, very important. So do your job and help share this all over social media so that everybody can go to the polls and be informed, believing they're voting for the right people. Guys, thank you. We'll see you next week and God bless. 